You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Making the tombstones quake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts are to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook, they sit by your side. Shrouded in a dark disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Grim grinning ghosts are to socialize. Happy Hump Day, Muscapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues, Jessica and Margie, from Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 552, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be sharing with you all of the latest Disney rumors and news. So get ready, because we have some really exciting news this week. If you're looking to reschedule or to book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help. Just email them today at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. Yes, and I expect to be hearing from more people now that the governor has reopened, but we'll let somebody else talk about that later in the show. Woohoo! What a difference a week makes. The Disney hours have been announced all the way through December the 12th. They really aren't any different than what we told you through November 28th, but we want to make sure that we are keeping everybody informed. So the Magic Kingdom hours are 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The Epcot hours are 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. The Hollywood Studio hours are 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Animal Kingdom's hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The hours are changing frequently depending on crowd levels. And so if you're headed to Disney for a trip, we would encourage you to definitely check the hours because they could be longer than you thought they were when you first decided to go there and planned your park days. Also, don't forget to plan your park days. I think now that more people are going, they don't realize they have to plan a park, so make sure you're doing that as well. Well, we love to bring good news, but I'm making myself the person that does the wah, wah, wah this week because I wanted to start off with the fact that Disney has let go of the Grand Floridian Orchestra Their last day will be on Saturday this week. Um, Now, if you remember right, we talked about how the bandstand has been removed from there, but we knew that part of the orchestra was playing where Beauty and the Beast usually is at Hollywood Studios, and they've been doing nine shows a day for seven days a week since August the 2nd. And some of them were playing at the Enchanted Rose at the Grand Floridian, but two weeks ago they were informed their last day would be this week after 32 years of them all playing together. Um, On their Facebook page, they thanked everybody for the opportunity to play in the beautiful setting and for all the hotel guests and friends that they had made over the years, which I got to tell you made me tear up a little bit because that just made me sad to think that they had invested so much time in their, um, in Disney and in all the guests and then to lose their job. And so, but Gina contacted me today. She wanted me to tell everybody 
that there is a petition going around to get people to sign it so that hopefully Disney will retract their bad idea of firing these poor men that have been working their hineys off, especially um, since they took over at the Beauty and the Beast Theater. Nine shows a day, that's a little crazy, I think. That's a lot. It just They're not young. That's, I mean, I'm not trying to be ugly, but they're not like in their 20s. Well, they've been playing for 32 years, so they, right. they can't be. But I just, I'm, I guess I'm surprised that Disney would have brought them all back post-COVID only to fire them right now while they're starting to open back things back up a little bit. It just kind of surprises me how they've done that. I don't know. I, I know that I was talking to my family about it and they were wondering if it, it had to do with money because they have been there so long. You know, everything's been about money lately. Um, if because they make so much, it's easier to get rid of them, but it just makes me sad. Couldn't they have played that off like, oh, we can't have you guys playing, so you're just going to continue to be furloughed. Like, why did they even bring them back? True. And then all of a sudden, when things finally start turning around, then they fire them. That's the part that just kind of has me stumped. I'm, I'm sad and I'm confused. I know. By that. Because I know many people. I mean, my son has been sitting there and listening to them just a couple times and we left him at the Grand Floridian just listening to that orchestra play because they played a lot of jazz. And I mean, you can't say that that music was just across the ages. It wasn't like something was specifically for senior citizens or specifically for a different age group. Just everybody loved it. So I don't know. We'll see. Sign the petition. Uh, right. Sign the petition. <laughs> I'm going to take us out of our doom and gloom and I'm going to get us back to some of the really exciting news. Vicki already kind of brought this up. Sorry. It was the big, oh no, it's it's because it's, it's impossible not to talk about it. It's what everyone's talking about right now. The governor of Florida announced on Friday that they are going to do a floor reopening plan. So this is a huge announcement. It means that Disney and Universal are going to be able to increase the capacity to allow for more guests to attend their parks. Governor DeSantis, his exact words were, theme parks may return to normal operations with limited social distancing protocols. While Florida's government is allowing an increase to capacity and normal operations, Disney World hasn't actually made any announcement about these changes yet. So they haven't really told us what they're going to increase their capacity to. The governor is placing the capacity and operations in Disney's hands and letting them decide. Masks are still going to be required by Disney, even though the governor, um, even though the governor said that they they weren't. Isn't that like across Florida? It's no longer a requirement. Correct. But Disney will still be requiring them, which I think is still wise for now, just to see how things go. I think it'd be um, wise to leave it in the state, but that's just me. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> but they're ready. Florida is ready. California, not. Florida, <laughs> they're, they're good to go. We've heard that crowds have actually been building more and more each week. While we haven't heard that Disney has actually increased their capacity numbers, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios were very busy this past week. If you are watching those, um, those numbers and the wait times, they are getting higher and higher. 
the number of people have made social distancing a little bit more difficult. So that's again, just a good thing that they are requiring those masks to make you feel safe while you're there because it is a little bit more difficult as we get more people into those parks. Yeah, if you haven't been watching any of the YouTubes, even the um, the YouTubers are freaking out. They're like, this is way busier than I was last weekend, or this is way busier than it was yesterday. And it's making me sad because the reason yeah. we wanted to go was because it was going to be, I know Betsy called me the other day and she's like, uh, how do you feel about this? I said, I'm hoping that it doesn't get busy till after we leave. I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> only have a couple weeks, right? Till you go. Um, she goes on the 19th of October and we go on the 26th. Okay. So about a week apart. Is Disney going to be announcing like each time they allow more people? Like in every time they increase their capacity? I don't think they will. That is what one of the YouTubers said today. He said, I think that the numbers changed and they're not letting us know. They're just gradually raising it up. See, Jessica agrees. Yep, I completely agree. I think that they haven't ever really told us what capacity was to begin with, let alone, you know, as time has increased and more people have started to go where they're at now. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> well, I thought way back when they had said like 25 percent mm -hmm. and then 50 and then 75 and then we'll get back to normal. Yeah, but, but what are the numbers? Are 25 percent? Like are the numbers? 25% based on full capacity, like full capacity. Yep. So, but I wonder if there's wiggle room between that when we're going from 25 to 50, if they're just going to slowly secretly increase it and then be like, now we're going to shoot for 50, but they've already increased to, to 30 and then 30 and then they make the announcement that they're going to 50. I don't know. I have no idea. I would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> We will know soon enough, hopefully. So the Grand Floridian Resort has officially reopened. All guests are welcome. Until now, only DVC members were staying at the Grand Floridian because of the NBA was staying there. Um, there were rooms. The walkway from the Grand Floridian that takes guests to the Magic Kingdom is even closer to being ready to open. You just walk to the park. It has newly poured sidewalk and there was a tent, which we think is the security and temperature checkpoint. We still don't have an exact opening date, but as soon as we hear, we'll celebrate that news with you. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I want to walk all that way. I know that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you can just take the monorail, right? But Which is fun. Yes. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. But if you're trying to socially distance, maybe you don't want to take the monorail. True. It's true. Um, well, as things open, things close. <laughs> Good opening. <laughs> the 2020 Disney World Marathon, we already knew that, had been gone virtual. But now, recently, the Princess Half Marathon has been canceled in person, and those races will now be virtual. Um, the Disney World Marathon usually happens in January, and the Princess Half Marathon happens in February. But Disney doesn't feel it's safe at this time under the current COVID environment to have that many people come 
at one time. Uh, the races at Disney, they usually have 25,000 runners for those races. Wow. And all of those people are all right next to each other. Um, so unfortunately, the Princess Half Marathon has been turned into a virtual one. And I know like Run Disney fans, we are all hoping and praying for the next in-person Disney run. Like we're just, you know, the Disney marathon was virtual. And then recently they did the Disney Prince Mar Princess Mar Half Marathon, that's virtual. As of right now, the Star Wars Rival Run, which is scheduled for April, 2021, is still, in person so it has not gone virtual yet so that kind of gives us a little bit of hope you know that that I, I feel like we're just all hoping that we wake up January 1st 2021 and the world is back to normal but it's probably not gonna happen um so um so anyways the Star Wars one is still scheduled for 2021 and as of monday night all races for the princess half marathon were still available to sign up for there's a 5k 10k and half marathon or you can sign up for the fairy tale challenge which is where you do the 10k and half marathon and you get three medals for doing that um, the prices are about four, they're $40 all the way up to $232, depending on what race you run and if you want a shirt or not. So like the 5k was $40 without a shirt. And then it was like $79 with a shirt. So if you want to spend $30 for a shirt, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> and the $232 one, that was the prince, the fairy tale challenge, and you could get three shirts. So you would get the 10K, the half marathon, and the fairy tale challenge shirt. So you get three shirts, three medals, $232. Um, I'm seriously thinking about doing the 5K for $40, like $40 for an official run Disney metal makes me happy so, you're all about those medals <laughs> i love the medals and i mean i would love to go to disney to do the actual race but this way like i get an official run disney medal it's only 40 dollars, and i only have to go three miles so <laughs> i think i could do that but it's gone virtual ladies and gentlemen gone virtual for all those people who are the only reason they wanted to do it was for in person they could either choose to do it virtually or they could get a refund correct yes but they'd rather be virtual yeah and they also have um kids one mile runs which i thought was fun like they're like 20 bucks 30 bucks uh, depending on what you did but that may be fun too for your little ones to join you um if I'm, I mean, I would be a little bit nervous to have kids join me at the park. So I wouldn't think I'd enjoy it quite as much, but virtually be pretty easy and kind of a fun family event to do. Yeah, I would agree. There's a lot of families around here that um, because our runs went virtual for different um, things that we usually raise money for. I can't think of the thing. It's, there was a little girl at school, though, that had something 
and um, they made it a family event and had the, had it anyway, and everybody ran together. Good for them. Steph might know what I'm talking about, but I can't think of what it's called Isn't right it now. The, the run for Haley? Yeah. But I saw like I families forgot. that all met together at houses, at different houses. I saw it on Facebook and um, then they all ran together. Just those families ran together and then some another subdivision, they all ran together. But it still was supporting that cause, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That is neat. So beginning... Um, Monday, September 28th, the Polynesian front desk is going to move to a temporary location, which to me is breaking my heart. It's going to the Pogu Pogu building. Um, The guests will not be able to enter the Polynesian through its traditional entrance. The monorail system will be closed at the beginning of October that that stops at the Polynesian. The resort's main entrance will be getting a spruced up new design element with gorgeous chandeliers, much like the ones that we see in the current ceremonial house there's going to be new gardens and fountains will be installed at the entrance of the resort the work will begin october 4th and the construction will take place sunday through thursday from 10 p.m to 4 30 a.m kona cafe tambu lounge and moana mercantile and pineapple and i will all have modified hours during the refurb so please check the schedule or go on the website if you're trying to see if you want to go to one of those obviously you're going to either be taking a bus or you're going to be walking over from the grand floridian or the ticket and transportation center uh the official reopening date is supposed to be the summer of 2021 which should be just in time for the resort's 50th anniversary which happens on october the first so i saw some renderings this weekend and they it would be kind of neat to get reservations yes it would just thinking about getting reservations at one of those uh, restaurants, uh, there's gonna be nobody there. So you're gonna kind of have the place to yourself. So yes, you do have to walk and that's me, but you get to go and have the whole place to yourself probably. And what is the name of the counter service there? Is that the Tambu Lounge or the Moana Mercantile? No, Moana Mercantile is a gift shop. Right, the table service, is that what you asked me? Sorry. No, the counter service. So pineapple and I then, I guess, because Kona Cafe is a sit down. Mm-hmm. Tambu Lounge has just has two, drink. Two, count them, two food items right now because they made the smaller menu. And then you're right, Moana Mercantile is the store. So okay. it must be pineapple and I. They also have Captain Cooks and the other oh, Captain that- Cooks. I think it's Captain Cooks. It just has my favorite counter service. Oh, well, meal. it's not open right now. Ah, that's so sad. <laughs> Their pulled pork nachos are so good at that counter service, so. Okay, like Stephanie mentioned, Kona is um, like a hidden gem, I think. At least I feel that way. And so if you're able to get in there without having to deal with all the people, it'd be wonderful. Like they have really good steak and it's kind of a surprise. Um, surprising location. I want Ohana back. No offense. Well, it's it's one of our favorites. <laughs> Speaking of sprucing up, we have some more construction that's been spotted over um, in Epcot at Italy's Pavilion. There were some mysterious construction walls that went into place, and nobody actually really knows what they're for. They stretch from Italy's pavilion all the way to the American Adventure Pavilion. 
and there have been some permits that were filed, but none of the permits gave us any sort of a hint or clue as to what's going on behind those walls. Any guesses? Dun. Well, they keep saying they want to add other, another country, but I, I don't know what they would put yeah, there. That's been in the talks for a while. Right. So I didn't know if maybe they were, they had started something and they went ahead and went, went with it went with it when everything else has pretty much been on pause unless it was already started so but that's not where they're putting guardians of the galaxy because they're putting that in epcot right that's going so that's still working that's over in land and sea area uh-huh the Tomorrowland, not Tomorrowland, but future area <laughs> we're doing really good with their names yeah i know i was trying to think no we've future... been disney for too long our brains are fried. Is it Future World though, over where Test Track and yes, in space? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think the, other like the first galactic con country of the world showcase this okay. Guardians of the Galaxy area that they're making, and it's definitely going to be different than Disneyland's is because well, we know that Disneyland's is a transformation of Tower of Terror, but also the building looks completely different now all the renderings and all the things that I've seen on YouTube videos does not look anything like it. So it's going to be one of a kind. I know I'm good. excited. I'm super excited. So college basketball may be headed to Disney world. Um, I know we've previously talked about the NBA being there, but according to ESPN, they're planning on moving at least eight of its events to the ESPN wide world of sports complex. The protocols for these events are expected to be different than those that they used for the NBA's bubble, um, but the events are expected to begin on November 25th. So that'll be, be interesting to see. Well, and so obviously they must have made money even with the limited crowd that they were allowed to have if they're willing to host another event like this. That's the only thing I was thinking. That's the same thing I was thinking. I wonder how much money they made on this. And I guess it did well. I know we first reported about some COVID cases, like positive COVID cases, even though they were in their own bubble. Um, but after that, we didn't hear anything. So I'm assuming it was okay. Yep, I guess so. Does that mean that March Madness 2021 will be there? I don't know. Maybe you can put a little bug in their ear, Marge. I think that was, <laughs> I mean, there are multiple things sad about 2020, but March Madness being canceled, come on. That was so sad. <laughs> We're like, what brackets are we going to be able to fill out? We had no brackets. We could have like, uh, we should have had the brackets of when each state was going to close down. That's the bracket. <laughs> oh, Back in March. <laughs> we have a bracket now because the Cardinals... Took the wild card spot. Yay. Woo <laughs> We're good at that. We like that wild card spot. We do. Oh, so Disney is extending Disney Premier Passports. Premier Passports are good at both Disney World and Disneyland. I want to meet the people who have <laughs> these passports, okay? And I want to be their friend and part of their family so that they can get <laughs> me one as well. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Disney is reaching out to these holders to let them know that the passports that are nearing expiration will be extended in the coming weeks. 
So they are making um, 30 day extensions to the passports so that they can remain active to make reservations at Disney World while Disneyland is still closed. <laughs> so these extensions will be made on a monthly basis until a Disney reopen Disneyland reopening date is set. Can we please have this date <laughs> set? Once they reopen, the reopening date is set. Disney will give a final extension date based on how long the closure date was. I think it needs to reopen on Thanksgiving. I, I think mean, it just needs to reopen. I want it sooner, sooner. Well, no, I think it should be sooner, but they're saying November, mid to late November is the uh, rumor. And so I really think Thanksgiving will be a good day. That would be a That'd be something to be thankful for. Yeah, totally. Yep. But you'd be worried about the, like, I don't know, the parks would be just so crowded on a holiday weekend. And I, I know, know they're limiting capacity, but still, they, they didn't even really sell out the first, the first reopening of uh, Walt Disney World, right? Right. Like, they didn't reach their capacity. I don't know. Because they don't have a Liberty Tree Tavern at Disneyland, correct? No. No. Oh, for that Thanksgiving meal? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure somebody would have one, though. So while we're at Disneyland or while we're talking about Disneyland, um, even though we don't have a reopening date, we know that they are going to be expanding their mobile ordering system, which makes everybody very happy. Uh, payment options on mobile ordering will also be expanded to allow for Apple Pay and Disney gift cards. Um, and they're lowering the age to 13. I guess it used to be 16. They're lowering the age to 13 years old. So your 13 year old can buy things. So hopefully your 13 year old's trustworthy or you, can lock, or you can lock it in case. I mean, I mean, I wasn't even trustworthy at a, as a 16 year old going to the store for my mom, you know, giving me the credit card, letting me go grocery shop for her. Yeah, she let us do that for one month until she realized that that grocery bill was a little bit too high. <laughs> and, like, and she's like, this is not helpful at all. No, that's when I had to like get cameras, like film developed. Right. Oh, in yeah. those days, you know? So I was using that to develop all my film and she caught on. <laughs> Moms are so smart. <laughs> They held a press conference this week, but they again did not give us an opening date, which is why Margie's still crying for an opening day. And more signage was spotted this week. So last week we had told you of some things, but this week they were able to see that there were social distancing signs that said six feet apart. They also added health and safety protocols to the light poles that they could see inside the park. So um, they also noticed social distancing markers on the grounds outside of Disneyland's park and California adventure. So to me, Margie, that sounds like it's going to open sometime soon. To me, that sounds like Disneyland is ready. Yes. So you and, ready. Jessica, you and Jessica call them and tell them to get on it. Well, they have seen how the other parks have done what they have done. They have learned from the other parks. They're ready. They're anxious. And I almost feel like when they do open, I almost feel like they'll reach their full capacity, you know, of of their limited capacity, they will reach the full capacity, if that makes sense. No, it does. Because people are just anxious and they are waiting. Like Disney World, I feel, opened a lot sooner 
than we would have thought that it would have. But Disneyland is still like holding on to being closed. And so I just feel like people are just ready and anxious and excited to go back to Disneyland. So well, I think I it's think, gonna fill up super fast. I think too, when Disney World reopened, the world was a lot more shut down mm -hmm. and people weren't as ready. And a lot of people now that, you know, schools are back in session and you know, the, a lot of people have just kind of went back to their normal lives. And so I think that a lot of people are just, they're ready. They're, they're done with, with the waiting game. And they're like, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. I want, I want to do things. It's, it's been too long. I hate to say it that way, but that, that is kind of the, perception you get when you when you're out in public now people are just ready they're ready for life to return as normal yep and i do think that disneyland is showing us they're ready by doing all of that mm -hmm. because they want to be as soon as they get that green light that go they want to be like all right we've already done everything so let's open our doors because yep. even disney world when they got the green light to go they still was it was like a month and a half out before they opened well they said this weekend that it had to they needed three weeks now i don't know if that's so that they can let the employees Their know cast members. Mm -hmm. and get the food <laughs> shipped back in. I, I don't understand the whole three weeks thing, but they said it, you would need a whole three weeks to be able to reopen a park. Well, so we're at least people three get, weeks out. Right. <laughs> people have to get their reservations out. too. You can't just all of a sudden be like, we're reopening. We open tomorrow. Who's coming? And then you yeah. <laughs> cross your fingers. <laughs> Come oh, tomorrow. I'm sure there would be a line. I'm sure there would be a line. Yes. No food, no food will be available. No, come on. Well, and I think the people in California have been on lockdown like more than other yes. states. So imagine those people that have been like quarantined to their apartment for however knows how long. And I am a, a member or I anything. If I live down the street, I'm going to Disneyland. I'm yeah. tired of being in my apartment. Like take me there. I'll stand in line. No reservation, no food. I'm in. No. Yeah, just, like walk down Main Street. Yes. <laughs> just to feel it. Yeah. Soak it in. So speaking of reopenings, we all know the fun that poor Hong Kong Disneyland had. They reopened and then they closed and then they reopened. Um, well, and now they're reopening. That is what I meant to say. So they reopened this past Friday, and that was September 25th. It had closed, obviously, in January due to COVID. It reopened June 18th, and then the cases started rising, so they decided to close the park again in July, which I think kind of came to a shock as all of, to all of us. Like, when the park, we thought it was just going to stay open, but they proved us wrong. They are celebrating the re-reopening, and they're going to be keeping a close eye on that situation. Um, we have an opening date as well for Alani. It's going to reopen this November. Last week, we, we reported that they canceled the reservations through October 16th. But this week, they announced that they're going to begin a phased reopening on November 1st. So it will be phased, um, but there is an end in sight for that one as well. Disney is going to be taking the advice from the health department and the government to ensure that their guests are safe. And of course, they're... Um, they've modified that cancellation policy. You can cancel without penalty within 24 hours of your arrival. And this is in effect until May of 2021. It's a great cancellation policy. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So does so, that mean 
mean that Hawaii is letting people in? Because wasn't didn't Hawaii did Hawaii ever shut down to not letting people in? They well, did through October. Do you guys know the date? October twelfth or October twenty fourth of this? Um, obviously next month. Then they're letting uh, U.S. only citizens travel to Hawaii. Um, they have to show a test within seventy two hours, no COVID, or quarantine. Uh, for the, I think I believe it's ten days. So, if Disneyland doesn't open, I mean, jump on a plane <laughs> to Hawaii. <laughs> you don't get rides, Alani, but you do get that Disney bubble. Disney bubble on a beach. I'm not complaining. <laughs> not at all. I've heard nothing but positive things about Alani. I had, um, I actually had clients go in March, and they were there like the day before it closed <laughs> but oh my goodness. they loved their trip it was fantastic well cinderella's royal table opened this past week and originally we reported that it would reopen on september 24th and disney had a little surprise they had a trial run for guests on september 23rd um they were also able to see cinderella wandering the ballroom so originally Disney had stated that there would be no princesses um, seen at this typical character meet restaurant. However, Cinderella showed up and wandered the ballroom and greeted the guests. Unfortunately, personal photos with Cindy weren't available, but smiles were on everyone's faces when she made the visit. What a nice surprise. That makes me really happy that Cinderella was there. I know that that was like a concern for us that they wouldn't be able to see the princesses, but it just makes me happy that she was there. Well, I told Kaylee, I said, honestly, um, we're in a pandemic and part of the whole memories of people taking pictures, the photo pass pictures and everything, everybody has their mask on. I think it would be totally appropriate for them to put masks on the princesses and send them on around. I mean, yep. I think it would be okay to do that. Um, yeah, the dazzle the heck out of those masks. There you go. And princess it up. That's right. And have them go around. But <laughs> I can I, almost wish they would like more than them not having masks on because that picture does say a lot about the time that we're in right now. Right. Yeah, totally. So they don't that listen to us. So I would almost <laughs> pay the money to go to Cinderella's royal table if Cinderella had a bedazzled mask on. <laughs> Okay. Well, Chefs de France will be reopening soon. It will officially reopen October 8th. Reservations can be made now for lunch and dinner. The menu will be limited and there will be a three-course prefix meal that includes a glass of wine and a soft drink for $49.50 per guest. Also, more Halloween treats are being released. This one can be found at the Polynesian Resort. It is the Halloween Rocky Road Cupcake. It is a chocolate cupcake with milk, chocolate, macadamia nut filling, and it is topped with buttercream frosting in mini witch form, a purple white chocolate bow, and adorned with black and white sprinkles that are bats and ghosts. That sounds amazing. Macadamia nut filling? Yeah. yeah. That just sounds like a really awesome cupcake. Is it me or is there an enormous amount of treats this year? <laughs> um, 
Oh my gosh, everybody's mouths are going to start watering for the rest of this podcast. Like, we have so many treats to talk about, and I was just like... Well, we have to we have to bring the news, and this is important news to people. I know, but it just all sounds so amazing, and it makes me want to be there so much more. So also at the Polynesian, they have a Mike Wazowski dome cake. It's a milk chocolate cake dome with white chocolate icing made to look like Mike himself. And last year... Um, They said that this treat had been covered in fondant, which was not well-liked by the guests, so they changed it and has white chocolate icing, so it's a definite improvement to what it tasted like last year, which fondant doesn't taste that great anyway. Mm -hmm. I think icing, you always want to do icing over fondant. Yeah, it's neat to look at, but you don't eat it. Like, you pick it off of your cake. (laughs) I like, I, did, I don't remember it from last year, but I like how it looks because it has that, you know, that shiny poison apple dessert that we show, or talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, Mike Wazowski's kind of that shiny green icing. Oh, so, that's fun. It's pretty cool. All right. So the next two desserts we're going to talk about can be found at the Artist Palette and it's at Old Key West. And this first one can also be found at Saratoga Springs Resort. It is a caramel cauldron cupcake it's a chocolate cupcake that's filled with mm, salted caramel buttercream filling right amazing and it's garnished with chocolate flames and a witch's broom if you like chocolate and caramel which i do then Mm -hmm. that dessert is a must the second is a pumpkin spiced whoopie pie the pie is chocolate with pumpkin spiced marshmallow filling Mm -hmm. in the center it's decorated with a chocolate spider web on a white web of frosting. Yum, yum. I don't. Um, chocolate and pumpkin together. Does every, Does anybody else think that? Chocolate chip pumpkin cookies are so good. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So good. Okay. I must have I don't to know about a, a pumpkin spice marshmallow filling, but cho- pumpkin chocolate chip cookies are so good. Okay. I've never had one. I have not either. All right, Margie, we got to cook some up and chip them out. Yeah. <laughs> what have y'all been doing in life? No, I'm just kidding. I know, St. Louis. This is not a St. Louis thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come out to Texas. We will show you. <laughs> yeah. um, there's two new treats that can be found at the Yacht and Beach Club. Um, the pumpkin whoopie pie, and it's a is the first one. It's a two pumpkin Mickey shaped piece of cake filled with brown buttercream cheese filling and rolled in Halloween sprinkles. And they also have a Halloween tiramisu and it's a classic tiramisu, but it's topped with two white chocolate covered pretzel skeletons and a ladyfinger sporting RIP for the gravestone. And it has a strong tasting coffee flavor to it. Um, so those are a couple more new good ones. You got another whoopie pie there. Yeah, I, I know. think that whoopie pie sounded better. Yeah, I do too. It looked really cool. It looked like um, it looked like carrot cake, but they said it was pumpkin. And anything shaped like Mickey is going to be delicious. It's just not. Beaches and Cream has a pumpkin spiced butter pecan shake which sounds really good. It is made of pumpkin butter pecan ice cream, chocolate sauce, orange icing, and topped with a pumpkin-shaped vanilla cupcake and sprinkles. 
Everything has to have those sprinkles. That's you guys, right. today I started over with, I'm going to be eating better in my life. And then we talk about all of these amazing I'm goodies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I want, I want every single thing that we just talked about at my house right now. Okay. Um, and all of the Halloween treats will be available until October 31st. So if you are going to Disney anytime during October, make sure to at least get one of the fun Halloween treats. So let's talk about the bakery cases at Halloween treats are, excuse me, the bakery case Halloween treats that Disney's famous for. So these are like, um, there's one at uh, there's a couple, I guess, at Disney Springs, and then I know the Goofy Store is one of them, has treats like that, and so does the Black Cauldron, I believe is in the newer section of Disney Springs. Um, so this year, they have a slice of pumpkin pie made out of Rice Krispie Treats, and it looks like the pie. It's made with orange-colored Rice Krispies, and they must have added pumpkin flavoring to it. And they topped it with marshmallow whipped cream and Halloween sprinkles. There you go, Margie, sprinkles. Sprinkles, sprinkles, sprinkles. And the cool thing that they showed was that it was displayed in the case like a pumpkin pie that was cut. And so it was really cool to look at. And so some of the other treats are Olaf, Mike Wazowski, and Cheshire Cat apples. Mm. And the turkey leg crispy treat. I've seen that before. I think that's fun looking and a variety of Halloween cake pops. And there's also a Mickey Jack-O-Lantern Mickey with chocolate ears. You know what I think is interesting is none of those have masks on and they could. All those treats yeah, could have masks. That would be kind of cute. Mickey, you are the one who needs to be writing in some of these ideas. That is a great idea. Well, Tell we're, we're going to have Jack-O-Lantern cookies at school instead. Remember? With yeah. The and ours have masks. That's right. Mm -hmm. You do it better, Vicky. <laughs> there is a giant Mickey spiderweb cookie as well. Um, it is iced with purple frosting and it has a web on top. And then there's also mm, a spooky rum punch for an adult treat. And that can be found at Banana Cabana at, that's fun to say, at Caribbean Beach Resort. It has um, Caribbean rum. It's got sour apple liqueur, and then it has a cranberry juice with a floating poison apple glow ice cube. I love those glow ice cubes. Take one of those, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Yorkshire County Fish Shop has reopened at Epcot. So if you're craving a delicious fish and chips, um, head on over to Epcot on the weekends. In addition to fish and chips, they have cuties, coffee, tea, soft drinks, and British beer. It'll definitely be open on the weekends, but it has been hit or miss during the weekdays because the crowds have varied so much and they tend to be open only when it's busy. So hoping that, you know, things are getting busier, maybe they'll be open on the weekdays, but be sure to check that out before you go. Thirsty River and Cocktail Bar has also reopened in Animal Kingdom neighbor bar right outside of the Tusker house has reopened, but it's only on open on weekends as well. So with the numbers increasing, maybe that will change, but make sure you check it out before you go. It's really fun to see all these things reopening. I know, it's That's exciting. Kind of 
Um, Disney Springs is offering a discount for those that dine out on the weekdays, trying to get those numbers up on the weekdays. Guests can receive a 20% discount on select menu items at 20 different restaurants at Disney Springs, like Polite Pig, Deluxe Burger, and the Edison. It is valid Monday through Thursday until October 29th. So that's awesome. Um, and also, I, we just wanted to report this. I received information about how allergies are handled at Disney right now. So we thought that we should let you guys know too, just in case you, you have food allergies or any of your kids have food allergies. Um, the sit-down restaurants haven't changed how they handle allergies. The chef still comes out and makes the food special just for you. You can like talk to the chef and tell them what the allergies are that you have and then they'll make it special just for you so you're safe. Um, but the quick services have changed a lot. And like we reported in the past, you have to make your quick service um, orders on the app. But the app does not have all of the allergy menus available. So if you have a food allergy that does not show up on the app, you can go to a cast member and the cast member will escort you to a register to order with a manager or the chef to make sure the food is safe. So, and my friend said that there were inconsistencies with different locations on whether they wanted them to order the rest of the party on the app or with the food allergy kids food at the register. So just be ready to be flexible, but that's something good to know that you can go to a cast member and say, hey, these food allergies are not available on the menu on the app, and they will escort you in to talk to a chef, which also makes me really happy. Like, we don't have any food allergies, but I have a lot of friends that do, and so that makes me happy that they're able to accommodate people there at Disney. I This sounds terrible. I don't want a food allergy, but when they came out and the special time that they took with this little boy he might have been 12 or something at ohana to make him what he could have why he was there it was amazing and the food looked just as good as what we were getting it just was the time that he took to make that kid feel special and um, that's how i wish everybody was because i know a lot of people that have kids in school they don't understand what those allergy parents go through or what those allergy kids go through either well, and how cool that the chef comes out and talks to them. Like, it's not just a cast member that they're talking to. Right. They're talking to the chef and they're saying, these are our food allergies and this is what we need done. You know, that just puts a whole nother level to Disney right. in my eyes that I learned about today. I was like, that is magical. Yes. And that's why I love Disney. Right. They do go over the top with the in, in a good way. Mm -hmm. So this is all about you, Margie. No, everybody likes these ears, ears, ears. We have more ears to talk about. There is a retro Disneyland set of ears inspired by the Disneyland sign. It has aqua blue sequin ears, and they've sold out super fast from the World of Disney Store in downtown Disney at Anaheim. Uh, Mickey's of Hollywood has mini ears with a huge aqua bow or blue, excuse me, aqua blue sequin polka dotted bow and a daisy popping out from the middle and I don't mean Daisy Duck I mean an actual flower I thought about that <laughs> <laughs> there are super glam black and white ears that can be found at Legends of Hollywood at Hollywood Studios and these ears are velvety black with a velvety white bow sporting black polka dots and at Celebrity 10 there are some very 
glitzy ears. The ears are silver sequin, and the bow is bronze sequin with white sequin polka dots. Epcot also has fish and chip ears to go oh my along. Gosh, that's <laughs> awesome. To go along with the restaurant that uh, Jessica just told us open. So there's a fish on one ear and a chip on the other, and then the bow is made of like a newspaper from London, and then on the back, one one ear says fish, and the other ear says chips. That's cute. I know it's it, so it was cute. really cute. It wasn't something that I necessarily would have wanted, but I thought it was cute to see. There is a new Haunted Mansion Dooney and Burke collection that is out, and it's starting to, of course, sell out as all Dooney and Burke things do. So, Chrissy, if you're listening, go get it. Grab it right away, buy some, and then send us pictures because we, of course, need those pictures. There's a satchel bag, a crossbody bag, a mini backpack, a wallet sporting our favorite hitchhiking ghost, the four singing heads, Madame Leota, and then more, of course. And then there's uh, colors are lilac, aqua blue, white, black, and green colors. And it's something to see. If you are all about the Haunted Mansion, then it's probably something you go ahead and buy. It's a really yeah. cool pattern. The Haunted Mansion is like, there's a cult following for the Haunted Mansion. I know. I don't think I realized that until the ears came out last month. No, every, like, there are so many people that love the Haunted Mansion. I love the Haunted Mansion. I do too, but I guess I never thought about owning a purse with the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge now has a Porg and Baby Yoda shoulder partner available. The Porg has been available for a while. I have one here with me right now. It's very cute. Um, but Baby Yoda, are you kidding me? On my shoulder while I walk around Disney? <laughs> yes, please. Like, that would be so stinking cute. So that's awesome. Um, Galaxy's Edge merch can be found in other places outside of Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios and on Shop Disney for at least a limited time. It arrived on Shop Disney this past Monday, September 28th at 7 a.m. Pacific time. There will be Jedi gear, Sith items, and even legacy lightsabers. A Star Wars trading post has been set up in Disney Springs with some of the same merchandise. So go get your... Baby Yoda shoulder partner. So does that mean that I can order him on Shop Disney? Or I don't that... know. I should have checked that for you, but I didn't. Because I have my I have my baby Groot. I have my Porg. I think you need baby actually, Yoda. Actually, the Porg is my daughter's, and I begged her to borrow him tonight for the podcast. <laughs> the annual pass holders discount of 30% has been extended to Shop Disney as well through October 11th. This is on select park Disney merchandise. So if you're an annual pass holder, all you have to do is add at least one item to your bag and you can put in the code AP30OFF. So AP30OFF to get the savings. I think that's a really good deal because I heard on a YouTube video the other day, there was stuff on sale and they were still getting to use their 30% off. So they were getting 60% off. That's awesome. That's awesome. How cool is that? This is for, I don't know, Margie and Jessica, you may be just as excited as just as um, Stephanie and I are about this, but we get so excited when new animals are born at, at Disney. And so a baby dwarf, uh, I can't even tell. 
I got so excited. I can't talk. A baby giraffe has been born at the Animal Kingdom on September 22nd, and it was born to the mother, Mara, and the father, George, just in time to premiere on Disney's Magic of Animal Kingdom series on Disney+, Plus, which I still have not watched, but I am going to watch that now because I'm pretty excited about it. And it's a female massage giraffe, and she weighed 156 pounds. She's healthy and actively nursing, and she's not been named yet, and she'll remain backstage until she's met all the requirements and then she'll be added to the savannah with the other giraffes so if you're going anytime soon and you see a tiny little giraffe you'll know it's this one that is so exciting a giraffe is my favorite animal is it this makes me even more excited have you seen pictures margie she's She's adorable adorable. so cute i haven't i need to go look it up i just love baby giraffes i love giraffes i just I think they're awesome. So I was super excited the last time we went on the safari because giraffes were just walking everywhere and they got pretty close to us. And I love giraffes. (laughs) (laughs) They're really sweet animals. I mean, I don't think they really are, but I think to look at them. Mm -hmm. They're just so unique. You need to stay at Animal Kingdom sometime because I sat outside for like three hours one night just watching them walk back and forth. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I woke up. Well, no, it wasn't when I woke up. We came home and we walked outside and we we're sitting on our balcony and it's just light enough that you can kind of see animals. And there were three giraffes lined up like right on the watering hole right there. And they all, you know how they kind of tee their legs and drop their head. They were all drinking. It was just the cutest thing ever. I was like, okay, every penny spent for this room was just made seeing right. those three animals right outside my door. That's exactly right. <laughs> That room is worth it. Bucket list thing right there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so the Kringla Bakery Cafe reopened at the Norway Pavilion this week. They've got those sweet pretzels and school bread and they are back. And people, they've been craving and wanting this. So we know the guests are going to be thrilled that they are now going to be able to get this. Those are some of some people's favorite treat over at Epcot. So Jessica or Margie, have either one of you, we talked about the school bread another day on the show. Cause to me, I it looks it. Like a, I've never heard of it. It's a powdered donut is what it looks like with, um, what do we say? Like pudding inside, custard inside. Custard, yeah. So I didn't understand why they called it school bread, but anyway, I should definitely research that because I, that's about the second or third time I've said that. It doesn't look like bread. It looks like a donut to me. But I mean, maybe that's just like a Norway custom food that they maybe so so walt disney world has been surveying its guests about the related policies there were questions about face coverings temperature screenings and suspended experiences at the parks the very first question asked was how the low impact of guests affected the guest choice to visit disney world and another question was about the guest thoughts about reserving a spot at the parks. They wanted the guest thoughts on no fast passes, the mobile wait list for table service restaurants. Um, and this makes us wonder what changes at Disney World may become the new normal. Um, maybe some of these COVID changes may stay in place over time. Who knows, um, depending on the, the guest feedback. I know that they always take surveys um, regularly regardless of covid and um be interesting to see how some of the results may change how disney world looks going forward 
would be very interesting. I know fast passes actually make the standby line go longer. So I wonder, you know, what people are saying about the no fast passes or the reserving the spot at the parks and all of that stuff. That is very interesting. Can we go back to school bread really quick? Because we asked about it and then I was like, well, let me just go ahead and research it really Man, quick. I wanted to say what I Googled. Ah! <laughs> Both over here Googling. So do you want to go then? Do you want to say it? No, you can. You can, Stephanie. You can. Okay. Well, it, it is makes, a... But it makes perfect sense why it's called school bread. Yeah, it is a donut. You are correct in saying that it looks like a donut. Yes, it is a, a pastry of such... Um, that is filled with custard and decorated with icing. Um, they call it school bread though, because it's usually put in school lunches as a dessert, or they sell them at bake sales. Oh, very cool. And the Norwegian name looks very much like school bread. I don't know how to speak Norwegian, but it's school bread. You don't? No, sorry. <laughs> but it looks like school bread. I don't know. So it kind of looks like school bread. Okay. You know? That makes so sense. Maybe it's like the name school and bread put together. Anyways. Very cool. Thank you, girls. You're welcome. You guys <laughs> didn't talk about it long enough for and me now, to And now it's your turn, about it. <laughs> um, There was a massive server outage this, this past Friday. It temporarily shut down Shop Disney, mobile ordering, and gift card payments. Fix it. Fix-It Felix came to the rescue. Sunshine Seasons had to hand out paper menus and take orders in socially distanced lines. And things were up and running efficiently on Saturday. But I'm sure Disney cast members were stressed out during the outage. That is so stressful. <laughs> like, I mean, my daughter's one Chromebook didn't turn on today and I was stressed out. I can only imagine the the server outage at Disney World. Yeah, I I feel like they have a lot of outages though. They may need to up their system a little bit. <laughs> well, especially now that you have to use the app. I know a lot of people right. didn't use the app before, but now you have to use it. Right. I still don't know what they do because you know there's people that still go there with a flip phone. So what do they do? Ask somebody else to order for them. I don't know. <laughs> It seems that the Pizza Ateglio at the Italian Pavilion in Epcot is back open, and it's located right outside Via Napoli, which used to be called the Via Napoli Pizza Window, and I know because we bought pizza there at Christmas before. You can get pepperoni or margarita pizza, as well as beer, wine, and cocktails. You don't want to miss the chance to have this delicious pizza, because it is the same pizza that's cooked in Via Napoli, it's just you buy it through the window. That sounds awesome. Yep. Um, I did think the people with the flip phones, they ask their 13-year-old to order on oh, their is that what it is? For them. <laughs> okay. Now we know. Now you know. I Googled oh, it. I'm kidding. For the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along, by the way, it was really hard for me to not sing that to you. You should. Um, is returning to Hollywood Studios. It will be the same amazing show that's going to be hosted by Arendelle's historians, Eric and Aria, but the seating will be altered to follow um, the social distancing guidelines. Also returning to Hollywood Studios is Disney's Junior's Play and Dance Party. That one kind of surprised me that that's returning, but 
I mean, it's exciting because kids like it. I'm pretty sure they have dots on the floor so that the families have to stand like, yeah. kind of like what they have on the boat. Um, mm -hmm. The dots for the families to like group in that dot or whatever. Either that or like a box. So no, they do have, I think we report it on the, the dots of some sort. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting though. I couldn't get my 18 month old to stay anywhere near us during Junior's playing dance party. <laughs> So, I mean, that monkey leash might come into play. I've never wanted to use one, but you might need one in these COVID times to stay on that darn dot so you don't get kicked out. <laughs> anyway, uh, Disney Plus is hosting their first drive-in festival October 5th through the 12th with two red carpet premieres and a fan favorite movies back, are back on the screen. Uh, this will take place at the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica, California. It'll begin on the 5th with the National Geographic film, The Right Stuff, and end on the 12th with the independent film, Clouds. In between, they'll play Tangled for the 10th anniversary, Coco, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Hocus Pocus, The Sound of Music Sing-Along for the 55th anniversary, and Captain Marvel. You have to make a reservation for each vehicle and a maximum of four people per car will be permitted. I'm kind of really excited about that. I wish I lived close enough to do it. I know. I had no idea that Tangled was 10 years old. Until 10 I was... years. That's crazy. I mean, I'm still a little, the sound of music, 55 years, which is older than I am, but still. Well, we know one's old like we know that that one was a long time ago but tangled 10 years ago that's, that's crazy. crazy and when i read the national geographic film the right stuff i was like oh are they doing a documentary on the new kids on the block yeah. <laughs> that's why i added the the right stuff <laughs> that's exactly that what be, it is that would be a documentary i would watch <laughs> um, but that really sounds fun a little we went to um a drive-in that walmarts are putting on i don't know if you guys have seen that like yes there are certain walmarts in the nation that are putting on drive-ins and you have to sign up for a ticket and all this stuff but it was so much fun to go to you saw cars and even though we've seen that movie a million times it was still fun to watch it in our car in a drive-in movie yeah Drive-ins are fun. That's where we actually, my kids saw cars one, two, and three at the drive-in. So they. Oh, that's super fun. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, speaking of um, movies and fun things that are coming out, In Search of the Sanderson Sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween takeover will take place on October 30th with the Sanderson Sisters reunited. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy reunite for this family-friendly virtual event. You can reserve your spot for $10, and the proceeds will benefit the organizational's environmental and social justice work. Um, you will be sent a personalized access link through the email after you sign up, and all you need to do is visit www.nyrp.org. For more information on this event. Disney, that's also the day that the Mandalorian's coming back out. Yeah, it is. They're loading up on on all of their The circuits events. are going to be overloaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have staggered them. Do something on the 29th. Well, apparently this is part of Bed Midler's, um, is it Halloween? Halloween? It's yeah. Halloween 
I think it's Hulu. She does it every year. Right. And this year, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathleen Najimy will be there with her. I'm sure promoting that new movie that we're all looking forward to. Hocus Pocus 2. Super excited. Coming up in a couple weeks, we will be doing a Friday episode all about Hocus Pocus. That's awesome. Because Mr. Brad has been uh, digging up the dirt on the Hocus Pocus, the new and the old. So perfect. Wait. Well, thank you, Jessica and Margie, for joining us. I know it's been a little bit of technical issues for all of us. We've all been a little bit of a robot sometimes uh, tonight. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com. Our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki, Brad, and Kaylee give us some fun facts and secrets from a former cast member, Part One. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is uh, filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and more, contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com. Or message us here at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. And Gina will be sure to get you a copy at the beginning of the month. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. To infinity and beyond. Adventures out there. Have a magical day, my friends.